You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the special Christmas-themed edition of The Nerd Table. I am Christmas O'Mealy, and I am joined by Dan Peck. Dan, what would be your festive name for this time of year? I don't know. How about uh, da- Dashing Through the Snow, Dan? Deck the Halls, Dan? Uh, I, mean, I would be Dan, sir. <clears throat> ah, there you go. That's a good one. And then we also have Eric Flores joining us here. Eric, what would be your festive name? Just just me, I guess. <laughs> festive. This is Flores Navidad. That's a good one. I like it. I like That's it. a good one. Dude, we are we are just oozing holiday cheer right now. And we're going to we're going to talk about lots and lots of Christmas stuff cuz if y'all remember, for those of you who've been with us in the long term, we tried to do a Christmas-themed episode last year, and Eric wasn't available, so we had two guests on, but then Eric crashed the party midway through and missed half the discussion anyway. Oh, I gotta go, guys. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> that would be amazing. I, I, I swear, <laughs> if I see you leave the call, I'm just gonna end the recording and be like, that's it, no podcast this week. I'm done. <laughs> Eric, Eric's the Grinch. <clears throat> Who's the bigger a-hole, the Grinch or Scrooge, when they're in their their peak anti-Christmas stuff? Ooh. Well, I don't know. That is a question because he because the Grinch was ready to ruin Christmas for the nearby town. Yeah, he was ready to affect people he didn't even fucking know. Whereas Scrooge is just a jerk to the people who meet him on a daily basis. So I'd have to give that to the Grinch. The Grinch, huh? Ooh, that could be a fun little debate. I think I want to I hear some comments in the comment section. I want to read some comments in the comment section. But also on a, like a, on, a, on a day-to-day living, though, the handful of people that he messes with are truly fucked for their life on the... Uh, uh, Scrooge set. Oh yeah, no. Oh uh, yeah, that's over just one day out of the year than the <clears throat> whole year. So but, you know, he charges. Welcome to 2020, 2021. <laughs> I, yeah, it doesn't matter. Charges folks a fortune for his dark and drafty houses. And of course, we we learn his uh his nephew is playing parlor games for Christmas, and he spies in on him and realizes that. Oh, this it, e- evil, miserable miser. You must be talking about Scrooge. That's the funniest thing, because in the Muppet version, he dunks on his uncle. But in other versions, he refuses to say anything bad about his uncle. Yeah. They, even, the- they even talk about it. And it's like, <clears throat> your uncle is a piece of shit. You won't even say the, the lightest negative thing about him. Yeah, even, the, even the Disney one, Donald is all about his uncle Scrooge and won't do anything I- negative. I think he can turn his life around. Everyone deserves another chance. <laughs> All right. You know what oh. I think about that? 
<laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's this, just good to have a fucking mic back. <laughs> this, this is how Eric... This is why Eric won't be able to fall asleep for Santa Claus. Because the why monsters will keep him up all night. I, you know, I actually changed my opinion. I think... I think Scrooge is worse. Ooh, okay. Because because of, like we're talking it out, and I really have to think of like you have to live not let live, but you have to work with this fucking person day in day out. But he, that's know, the thing is like his, is, his thing is a, it's a smaller. I think he he affects a smaller group more. Whereas, it, yeah, it affects them way more. Whereas the Grinch is, he affects a lot of people a little. I don't know. He literally steals Christmas. Yeah, like, but it's a town of like fifty people. Yeah, and and the, the the entire town likes one another, so it doesn't really matter. Like somebody comes in and steals like your presents, it, it's fucked up. I guess right? it depends on which... Well, I've only ever seen two versions of The Grinch. I never saw the newest one. But, like, in the original animated one, he doesn't break anybody's spirits. They're just like, oh, it's Christmas morning. Well, we still and have he, each other. And he steals more than just the presents. He takes all of the decorations he, and all their food. That's what all I love about it. Take them down. I don't want to take down decorations. Dude. Thank you, Grinch. <laughs> That's what I love about it, though. It's literally how the Grinch stole Christmas. He literally steals all of Christmas. He has you, just... you know there's got to be some town members who are just like, oh, I'm tired of seeing these fucking lights. And then they woke up, and all the lights were gone, and they were just like, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Did you ever see the meme where it's like, maybe the Grinch wouldn't be such a bad guy if somebody wasn't singing a song about what a piece of shit he is every three seconds? <laughs> Can you yeah. really, have you really listened to that song... It really, there's nothing yeah, redeeming about it. He doesn't start singing it until he starts being a piece of shit. <laughs> also, I also love uh, where they're like, just let's look at it this way. The Grinch didn't hate Christmas. He hated people, and that's fair. That is fair. Because Eric and I know what that's like to work in the theme park industry. Which or is... Just, I mean, even even Dan understands working retail... Yeah, but I still think I still think the parks was worse than retail. I agree. It, it, it was well, the yeah, volume. Instead of dealing for them for ten to fifteen minutes, you're dealing with them the entire day, twenty four seven, practically. Like the longest I ever had somebody a problem customer in the store was like twenty minutes. And I can even say twenty four seven because friggin' Magic Kingdom was like, hey, let's do twenty four hour days. And then the and next go, day, everything okay, broke. As long as I work my regular eight, eight hours of that 24-hour day. <laughs> the best part about that, though, was how many rides broke the next day because... They, they ran nonstop. They weren't they able to get yet. their regular maintenance done. Yeah, all the overnight maintenance that should be done didn't get done until, like, morning shift. They shut down the rides, right? Like, they still do their stuff, but... But they shut them down for, like, three hours. To reopen at 9 a.m. or something like that. Like, it's that's not enough time. Yeah. They weren't down the entire night. That's weird. <clears throat> Santa is uh, headed for Reykjavik right now. He's about to be there in Ice 18 seconds. Land. I, I'm thinking that Santa's job gets easier and easier every year because that naughty list must be fucking growing. At this point, I'm surprised it's not like 10 people just getting stuff. You know, yeah, that's a really good than, point. It gets more than one night. There's the international dateline, and there's 24 time zones. 
It's like he gets two days to do it. Okay, can it, can I? I got I got to tell Eric this story because Eric's gonna friggin' laugh his ass off at this. Uh, Hulk Hogan, who is a well-known bullshitter and loves to inflate his own ego, and he once claimed that he wrestled four hundred days in a year. And he said that was possible because when he would go to Japan, he would cross the international dateline, and therefore he would gain a whole day again. And so he was able to wrestle there, and then on the same day come back to America and wrestle again. That is absolutely not how the international dateline works under any circumstance. Okay, okay, but he's on to something, though. Hold on. What if... You just follow the direction of the sun, right? Like, everywhere you go, it's always noon. So it's always the same day, technically. But, like, you reach a point where, oh, yeah, it's been the next day, but not for you? Because, like, the sun hasn't fucking moved. It's The day still changes, though. Yeah, that's true. But, not like, but like I mean, I guess it still changes for you because you're, you're, like, rotating with the sun. Now, there but is some, like, like he, wouldn't, day. he wouldn't gain 35 days in a year. Because yeah, you no, lose no as much way. when you go back the other way. Exactly. I remember. I remember seeing wrestlers like I lost an entire day because of the international flight. Like my year only had 364 days this year because of flights. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told you that flight back from Europe was the longest day of my life because it was an eight-hour flight and we landed two hours after we took off. So by seven o'clock in the evening, I was ready to crash. Yeah. Because I was done. Dude, that's not how that's not how the international dateline works. Like, I don't expect Hulk Hogan to be a friggin' Rhodes scholar, right? But there are some things that are just really stupid when you say them out loud. And well, I mean, it's Hulk Hogan, so what do you expect? I never got to work Dusty Rhodes, brother. Ah, man. Uh, Real quick, since we are on it, we're we're having a Christmas themed discussion here, but. We actually got some brand new group members this week that I would like to shout out. We have our our family has grown a little bit, and I'd like to welcome uh, Dan's got one that he'd like to welcome, and I've got two, but Dan also knows both of them. Uh, Dan, you want to actually go first? Yeah, sure. Um, I I finally got Facebook to cooperate with me and actually use the invite button correctly, and I invited Chris McGinnis. To join us, he's from York, Pennsylvania. No, oh, he's and, thirty-five minutes uh, from me. Yep, and he—I uh, I would actually like him to be on the show sometime because he's big into musical theater. That'd be a fun. That'd be a really fun show, actually. And has done some shows, local shows himself. So he's an old friend from sixteen years ago from the Smart Wrestling fan, like Brian and and Pat and everybody how I got in with this group through that group. So. Well, we welcome him to the fold. And if he would ever like to be part of the discussion, he is more than welcome to reach out and we can try to make that happen. You know, if you, if you say he's a good guy, then, then I believe that he's probably a good guy. I'd also like to welcome to the group, Stephen Arthur and Eddie Whitaker. We recruited both of them from the old wrestling group where our podcasting day started. Because that wrestling group is, uh, well, the group itself isn't actually dying because there's enough people in there keeping it alive. I've no longer, 
been interested in actually running that group. So I'm kind of stepping aside at the end of the year and letting it kind of just be whatever it wants to be at this point. I'm, I might even drop the, the join restrictions and just let people go nuts with it because I, I'm just not that into actually doing it anymore. But I posted in there and I said, if you guys want to continue to follow our, Dan and I's podcasting journey, we got Eric on board now. And we still talk about wrestling in the group because it is part of nerd culture and everything. Come on over. And two, two gentlemen immediately took me up on that offer. Uh, Stephen Arthur, who I am sad to say that I was supposed to meet like three times now and it just didn't pan out. But he's a very good guy from the times we've interacted. He was at the Royal Rumble that I went to in Philly in 2015. And like I texted him and he's like, hey, I'm in this section. And I'm like, well, I can see your section. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waving at you. Uh, If you see some idiot on the floor waving, that's probably me. So... They're on the side of the river, but fuck up, I waved anyway. <laughs> exactly. And then old Eddie Whitaker, he's played Among Us with us a couple times. He's the one that got so fired up when we had a cute when we were accusing him of something that we made Matt laugh because Matt's like, "Is this how I sound? This is hysterical." Uh, Eddie's I'm also he wasn't in the group already. I thought he was. I actually thought he was too. Eddie's also a big D and D guy. He's a big anime guy. He's the one that pitched the idea of getting me to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, he wants us to do JoJo. Because he's a JoJo. Specifically, he wants me to do it, and he wants to be on so he can see my reactions in real time. And I will probably grant him that wish, because that sounds As fun to go, me. the fuck? Yeah. I mean, that sounds fun to me, so... And I know Eddie's into the Smash Brothers, because his Facebook banner is Smash Melee, the updated mural that has everyone on it. Because they added Sora as the final person on the mural. Every time they added a character, they updated the mural and added the character. And in the very, very center of the mural is freaking Sephiroth. But Cloud's right in front of him. Also, Pikachu's there, but that's because Pikachu's the goat. Somebody... Pikachu was a mouse... He's the G-O-A-T mouse. Or rat. Or a pika, or whatever the hell they're supposed to be. I don't even know anymore. <clears throat> He's cu- Pikachu's cute. Does that count for anything? Like, I like Pikachu. I mean, it counts for something, but I don't know if it counts for anything in this situation. <laughs> He's a sparky little rat. Yeah. Fun way to put it. <clears throat> so... So what we're going to do today, guys, is we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about some Christmas stuff. I promise to not spoil anything about Spoderman. No way home. I know that Eric has already seen it twice. Yes. (laughs) But I will say this. Here is my non-spoiler review. It is upper, high, high upper tier MCU. I'm not going to tell you it's my favorite one, because nothing's dethroned my favorite MCU movie just yet. But I'll be damned if that ain't up there. It delivers everything you would want from a good action superhero movie. Is that a good way of saying it, Eric? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you leave satisfied? Very much so. I had to clean up my pants. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Did you cry? 
Very much so. I had to do it twice. <laughs> yeah, there were two scenes that got me. Uh, I'm go- That's not a spoiler, guys. I mean, I'm, you've, you've probably learned that from Endgame. <laughs> so, uh, if you cried during Endgame, you are 100% crying during this movie. But it's still pretty damn good. Either way, I, I say watch it. Watch it, enjoy. Have some fun. Go see the Spider-Mans. And that's the most we'll say about that until it's readily available and we know everybody has seen it. Oh man, I'm itching. I'm I'm itching to like talk about it. Like <laughs> well, you, you ever seen you ever seen Dave Chappelle where he's playing that crackhead? That that's how I feel right now. Whoa, okay. peanut but- peanut butter Ooh. and crack sandwich. <laughs> Let's go talk about Spider Man. <laughs> I got a secret for you, Joe Rogan. I smoke rocks. In my line of work, I've tasted lots of penis before. Uh, that 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 cra- yeah, the crackhead character is great. Well, you know what we should do? Maybe we'll do, we'll start doing this next year because oh my god, I have to start writing twenty twenty two down on paper work. Remember, my job's a notary public. I have to put a, I write a lot of dates during the day. <laughs> I don't it's know. Like, how- being back in school and you know, being like, oh shit, I have to write a different number down now. <laughs> uh huh. Now I I know we're doing a, uh, a a Christmas episode or a Christmas special or a holiday special or whatever, but I also don't want to feel uh, my uh, my Jewish friends left out. So I made a list of five of my top favorite Jewish celebrities for uh, this episode <coughs> as well. Oh, fantastic! Okay. All right, count them down, buddy. Uh, number five, Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Okay. Number four, uh, Dan Levy. <laughs> Dude, Shit's Creek was amazing. That show was friggin' Dan, have you seen that one yet? Yep. Okay. Yes. It's, it's I kinda wanna watch it all over again. <laughs> Shannon did. As soon as we were done with it, she literally was just like, I need to watch this again. Can I do that without you? And I'm like, okay, go for it. And she did. She watched the entire series a second time. It's good. Dude, have you ever seen you know who's done this? Katie's actually done this. She she'll post the, some of the uh, some of the gifts and she'll just be like, "Yeah, this is an entire mood." Dave- yeah. <laughs> David Rose is an entire mood. Ew, David. David. Ew. <laughs> Ew. You know what? Alexis Rose is an entire mood too. That whole family. It is everybody. Did you, Dan? Did you see Alexa Bliss on TikTok? Did the Alexis Rose dance? No, I did not. Alexa, shut up. Sorry. I oh always... my god, you probably set off so many, so many of those right now. I forgot. There's a certain pro wrestler I can't mention by name, or my thing starts freaking out over there. Well, uh, thankfully Alexa, there's play the Beatles. Thankfully, there's no pro wrestler named Siri. Or my iPhone would freak out, too. Right? All right, so uh, number three, I kind of want to make it a tie between two people. All right, go for it. It's your list. Do whatever you want. All right, fine. Adam Sandler and Jack Black. Yes, yes, yes. They're all phenomenal. Actually, everybody on this list is fucking phenomenal. Is Adam Sandler the unofficial leader of the Jewish celebrities because he wrote the song naming them all? (laughs) 
I like. I mean, I, you know what? I didn't even think about it. That probably would have been an easy cop out, though. <laughs> I should have just sang the Adam he's Sandler the, song. He's, he's he's the official David Lee Roth, Lisa Minora, James Conn, Kirk Douglas, and the late Dinah Shore. Uh, you can. I know there's four of them now. I hope he. I hope he does a fifth one at some point. Number two, Sarah Silverman. Yeah, Sarah Silverman's funny as hell. Yeah, she hasn't really done much, though. As of no. late. No. No, not as of late. I gotta she's say... In, she's in a Star Trek. I did not like her show, though. The Sarah Silverman show. I just did not find it funny. And I don't know if, what, if the show was like based on her stand-up or... And it just didn't translate well. From... From what I hear, it killed if you're a comedian. But I guess we don't have that kind of palate. Like the Aristocats joke. Yeah, basically. It's one of those things where it's so good, it's it's too good for most common people. And, which I don't understand, but then that's the point. Well, we are, we are normies <laughs> so, in the comedy so world. That's so that's the point. And then... My number one, because if I met him in real life, I'm pretty sure we'd be BFFs, and that's Seth Rogen. I was actually going to guess if that was good, if the Seth Rogen was going to be your, your number one Jewish draft pick is Seth Rogen. He's your top man. <laughs> Listen, Seth Rogen and like, uh, uh, and, and James, uh, what's it called? Uh, fuck. James Franco are like, I, can you name a better pair? <laughs> and then we you... Hutch. <laughs> Starskin Hutch, Abbott and Costello. And That's like Abbott and Costello, like Sonny and Cher. Like Laurel and Hardy, they're a perfect pair. They really are. Like, he just <laughs> makes films for himself. And if they happen to make it big, then they're big. It's not that big a deal. Seth, yeah. So, no love for uh, Carrie Fisher? I mean, yes, I love Carrie Fisher, but like, she's <laughs> currently not doing much. You know what I mean? Like, God damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what has she done lately? You know, and this is the worst time to say that too, because she died right around Christmas time. I know. I'm, I fucking feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but but do I don't you know though? Why I'm like this. I don't know why I'm like this. <laughs> <sighs> see, see, kids, this is what a thirteen career, or thirteen year career at Disney can do to you too. Santa is headed for Brazil, so you American kids better get to bed fast. Damn, that was fast. He went from Dublin to Brazil in twenty minute span. Jeez, yeah, kids. Well, right now he's he's crossing the ocean right now, so he's not going to get to Brazil for another five and a half minutes. <clears throat> Oh, oh, only five and a half minutes. Okay. Well, if you watched Christmas Chronicles, you see how it works. There's a great video on YouTube from the Animation Domination people called Scientifically Accurate Santa Claus. And it's all about how the science of Santa doesn't work because the toys would weigh him down. He would create horrible shockwaves that would make your ears bleed. The reindeer and him would burn up. And basically be nothing. And also, the elves don't exist. All those toys are made overseas in sweatshops. 
Enjoy your enjoy your guilt-ridden toys, children. What if he has higher technology <clears throat> or magic? It makes any of it possible, any and all of it possible. <laughs> oh, and speaking of science, uh, according to Neil deGrasse Tyson, because of where. If you're at the exact magnetic North Pole, time really doesn't mean shit up there because of how the Earth spins. And I'm like, that actually fuck with my head a little bit. Yeah, it's technically the same time all day. All day, yeah. Oh, that's that's fucking wild. It's technically it's, it's either, <laughs> it's, either it's either all times at all times or no times at all times. Dude, how does that make your head feel? <laughs> you think about that. Uh, and it would be the mean. same as the magnetic South Pole. I need to go eat an edible. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just going to help you comprehend it better. Yeah, or make me fall asleep. One of the two, or both. No, you'll fall asleep, you'll have a dream that explains it perfectly, and then you'll forget it five minutes after you wake up. I swear that happens so much. I swear I have the dreams where I'm just like, yes, I just solved time travel and then I'll wake up and I'm like oh no it's gone <laughs> how did I do that <laughs> I swear I did this damn it I solved time travel oh man yeah that sounds sounds about right actually dude I, I love when I'll have like this epic dream that describes all this crazy cool stuff happening I'm like Damn, that would make an excellent book. I need to write that stuff down. And then as I start going over all the plot points in my head, I realize none of them actually made sense. They only made sense in my sleeping brain. I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. <sighs> Alrighty. Anyway. Uh, yes, so good, good list of Jewish celebrities. I enjoyed that. I'd oh, say there's, there's way more. I, I really wanted to do like a lot, but like I didn't want to take up too much time because I, didn't I know actually know I know Dan's favorite Jewish celebrity, Bill Goldberg. William oh, Goldberg. I was yeah. going to say Mel Brooks. <laughs> uh, Mel Brooks is a Mel Brooks is one of those ones you have to protect at all costs. Yeah, especially since he's like in his high nineties now. Yeah, I know it's dude. He's one like like him and like Dick Van Dyke and Bob Barker. Like it's. You know it could happen any day now, and you're just like, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> Protect them at all costs. At Kobe. least Mel Brooks put out a memoir, like, a month ago. So you know that shit's going to be good. Yeah, it's like a complete memoir. There's fuckers that put out memoir at 30. They're like, I've been famous since I was 16. I'm like, well, that's interesting, but, like... You're going to plan on p pulling a Chris Jericho on at least five more books before you're done? Yeah. And his last book wasn't even a memoir. It was just a list of every match he's ever had, which would be, make a lot more sense if he was done, if it was a complete list. But he is still wrestling. Why would you put out your career statistics when you're still building them? It would be like if... Okay, I'm, I've just retired from Major League Baseball, so I'm going to print a list of every game I've ever played, all kinds of stats and everything, and while I'm writing this book, I sign on for three more seasons. And it's like, well, great, where are those seasons? Especially if I do something historic during that time period. 
Like, because you came back to break a record you were close to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. Anyway. So, Dan, how's... Brazil in 40 seconds, but (laughs) my... The uh, countdown to Christmas, it's over! I've watched them all. And we left off on I Rolled a Christmas Story last episode, so I watched that. And it's on HBO Max, and it is fucking great. We're going to talk about these in, in more depth in a minute here. So go I through your list. It's the most realistic Christmas movie ever, especially from a child's perspective. Because it's all about the kid wants one specific thing. And he thinks he's not going to get it, and then he gets it. Oh, so it's Jingle All the Way. Well, that's a <laughs> that's starts out realistic but goes way past probable into the impossible. Well, we're going to talk about Christmas Story here in a minute when we go through the list that I have prepared to discuss. Uh, next, I watched The Year Without a Santa Claus, which is my favorite Rankin Bass special. That one's really I watch it every year. so good. It's so good. Uh, the next day was The Christmas Chronicles 2. Ooh. You can stick to just the, the first Christmas Chronicles. I'll probably end up watching both of them, though. This one is their mom has a new, has a new boyfriend, and they're pretty serious. But the, the the daughter is upset about it, and then there's other stuff as well. And it's just not as good as the first one because the first one's great because they're running around Chicago doing shit trying to save Christmas. Where this one is just like the stakes are lower, and then all of a sudden the stakes are super high. Okay. It's just not as good. Then I watched The Muppet Christmas Carol. Go. Second favorite I, Christmas movie of all time. It's, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's one or two. And I watched Elf for the first time in its entirety. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, but I'm, I'm, get, I'm very curious to hear your opinion when we get to it. And then, of course, today, there was only one movie left, and what movie could that possibly be besides National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Did you pr- actually roll that last? Like, you didn't actually plan that. That you That's how the random drawing went? Yep. That's so that's perfect. That's fucking phenomenal. So perfect. It went down to Elf and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And Muppets. Were Dude, I, I, the last, like, the last five movies have been gold. For you. Yeah, that, yeah you really, you really ended on a high note. You really did. Like you couldn't have booked I that had, better. I had twenty four, and I literally went to random.org and said, "Give me a number between one and twenty four, and then twenty three, twenty two. You know, as each day went by. Yeah, and, and just that's how it works. By the way, but, Elf was number one, and it was the second. It was the penultimate movie. <laughs> well, there you that go. That tells you that site's aversion to drawing one. Well, I use the random number generator when I draw stuff for the tournament group, just the Google random number generator, and it's very, very fond of drawing middle numbers. So that, as the list gets smaller, you start realizing how the alphabet is playing out. So I have a list of IMDb's top 100 Christmas movies. We're not going to do all 100 because I know for a fact there's a lot of old stuff on here we haven't seen. 
So I'm going to count it down. I'm going to go from 100 to 1. I'm just going to pick and choose stuff that I either think we've seen and can comment on and then give our give our thoughts on it. Uh, first movie I'm going to start with is actually 99 on the list, and that is Jack Frost, the Michael Keaton Becomes a Snowman movie. He dies and becomes a snowman. Have you guys ever seen this? No. I have actually not seen this movie, but I have heard that it is worth a watch at least once. It's supposed to be heartfelt and and entertaining at least, so I, I would consider watching it. I also now realize that King Robert Baratheon is in it. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's Mac MacArthur. Wow. Mark Addy. Yeah, that's him. That's so, uh Goddess's fuck name. <laughs> so yeah, that's the whole thing is that he dies and comes back as a snowman, so that's And he's he's basically like he, you know, it's it's is it basically one of those out of body experiences, right? Where like I'm back because I have to set things right before my it's my time kind of thing. Also has Dweezil Zappa, Ahmet Zappa, Henry Rollins, Paul F. Tompkins. Damn. <laughs> you know what you just described was the Soul movie, right? Yeah, it's it's so basically it's. it's yeah, I think he has to set his kids right before he can move on. Oh well. Good luck with that. Setting setting children right? That's how you get hauntings. Do you want hauntings? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Just don't do it. All right. Uh, here's a movie that I've never seen in its entirety as far as I know, but I've also never been a big fan of the series. But I would, I would certainly give it a, a try just to enjoy it. At number 96 on the list is Ernest Saves Christmas. Have you guys ever seen the Ernest movies? I've seen Scared Stupid. Is that the one where he goes to prison? No. Oh, that uh, is that. Jail. Oh, that, <laughs> it's literally called Ernest Goes to Jail. Okay. Oh, Scared Stupid is the Halloween one. Yeah. Where they find out that the troll's weakness is milk. <laughs> so they run in the grocery store and get all the milk and dairy products they can. One thing I do remember about Ernest saves Christmas is that it has a really good Santa Claus actor in it. Uh, I just looked him up. His name is Douglas seal. And of course he is no longer with us, but he died when he was 85 in 1999. So he wouldn't be with us anymore. <clears throat> oh, he was the voice of the Sultan in Aladdin. Okay. Uh, yeah, praise I've... Allah. Yes. Praise Allah. He was an Amadeus. And I heard he was a very good Santa actor, so. And that's, there could be a worse thing to get credited for, right, than being a really good Santa Claus in a movie. So good for him. Well, R.I.P. M. and Jim Barney. Yeah, I know. Uh, here's something I've never seen, but I won't see because the song pisses me off. And that, of course, is the infamous Christmas Shoes, which is 91 on the list. So you made a Christmas Shoes movie? Boo. With Rob Lowe. Because <laughs> there he is right on the cover. So, yeah. Apparently, they also made who, a Grumpy Cat Christmas movie. Who's the who, who plays the mother that died? Uh, what would be the mother's name? I don't know. There's Kimberly Williams Paisley. That could possibly be her. Yes, because it looks like there's a, it looks like the, na the name is Andrews. So I'm assuming that would be her. 
Kimberly Williams Paisley. Who is best known for Father of the Bride. As well as... 2002. Jeez. Made for TV movie. F that. Yeah, I didn't know they made a Grumpy Cat Christmas movie, but apparently they did. And according to IMDb, it's better than at least 10 other movies. So, that's a thing. All right. I have never seen this one, but I've heard it's, again, worth my time at least once. Four Christmases, which came in at number 87 on the list. Has anyone ever seen this movie? I have Reese not. Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn. Yeah. They're going to... Vi- they ha- they're a couple. All their parents are divorced, and they're attempting to see all four of them. Shit, dude. That actually could be entertaining. It also has John Voight in it, and Robert Duvall, so... John Favreau's in it. R.I.P. Bobby Duvall. Bobby Duvall, yeah. No, Robert Duvall's still alive. <clears throat> so yeah, that's a that's another one I would I would consider watching at least once. <laughs> How about Reindeer Games starring Ben Affleck and Gary Sinise? <laughs> that came that was listed at number eighty six. Is that even anything Christmas based? <laughs> I mean, it's called Reindeer Games, so IMDb, whoever made this list, featured it. But well, I don't know. I, I just think it's funny that it's there. <clears throat> um, Shannon loves this movie. I'll be home for Christmas, starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel. I remember the ads for that. I think it was a TV movie. It was a big deal. It's he's Disney. Like a run- he's like a runaway or some kind of thing, and he's trying to get home for Christmas, and a bunch of shit happens. Too. Oh, it's a Disney movie, and it's on the D+, plus if you ever wanted to watch it. I remember seeing ads about it. I've She's had it on before, and I've watched it. it it's not my kind of movie, but I can't say anything negative about it, because it's probably if that's the t- kind of movie you're into. <clears throat> Uh, number 79 on the list is Friday After Next. What? That's the Christmas one, I would That imagine. is the Christmas one, one, yeah. One does take place during Christmas, I know that. It's Friday After Next is the, is the one, yes. So it's the third one? Yes. Well, I'm down <laughs> for that. <laughs> there you go. You want to see Ice Cube in the lead role? The old Friday I, movies. I mean, I don't, but... <laughs> but except you do, so... But you do. You don't, except but you do. You do, yeah. At number 76 is a movie called Mixed Nuts. This is a Steve Martin movie. I've seen this pop up on a lot of... When I was going through the various streaming services we have, the ones that featured this actually have it like as an option. So I'm curious if it's any good. If anybody in the comments would like to give me some feedback on Mixed Nuts, if you've seen it, please let me know. Look at that. Steve Martin, Madeline Kahn, Leah Schreiber, Rita Wilson, Juliette Lewis, Adam Sandler. Parker Posey. son of a bitch, I'm in. Parker Posey, (laughs) Jon Stewart, and Gary Shandling. Yeah, I'm, it might be worth it just for the cast. 
<laughs> At number 75 is the animated Frosty the Snowman movie. Only 25 minutes long, but Dan is not a fan. Because it's only 25 minutes long. <laughs> if it was longer, I can I might get a chance to give a fuck. Yes, you uh you buried this movie quite a bit, so I'll uh we're gonna let that one go. We'll let those I mean, go. You know what? I, I, you know what? I didn't like it, but it's twenty five minutes. If you wanna take your own chances, then it's twenty five minutes. You know? It's not like you spent an hour and a half or two two or three hours. I like how you say that, Dan. Like I didn't like it, but if you wanna waste your time <laughs> But yeah, if you want to waste your time, it's only 25 minutes of your wasted time. That yeah, is one might... way to put it. It's considered one of the classics. I just uh, I don't know. Like, I think maybe we're spoiled by actual character development. Uh, you know what? Citizen Kane is considered a classic, and that movie bored the shit out of me. I did not like that movie at all. So just because it's a classic doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that you're going to like. I I like I like uh, Dan's comment on that. It was just like I don't know. I guess we're spoiled by you know movie plot and character development. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> the basics of storytelling. Hey, you know what? Yeah, but you know what? On that front too, I love Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, and that movie's really not good, but I love it so. All right, here's one that I'm assuming at least Eric has seen. It's A Very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Yes, I have. Okay. What are your thoughts? I don't remember. Ah, and why would that be, buddy? I don't, uh, (laughs) not like self criminate. (laughs) Isn't it legal there now? Yes, but where I was at, it was not. Uh, details, details. I can't retroactively get you for that. Or can statute they? of limitations. Yeah, I don't think we hit that yet. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. All right. So so much for so much for that review. <laughs> uh, honestly, if you like the first one, you'll like this one. I actually have it in uh, in three D somewhere. Oh my god! Of all yeah, the movies you don't need in three D. <laughs> It was really fucking funny, though, because they just, they made fun of 3D using 3D, and it was great. <laughs> All righty. <clears throat> uh, going to jump up the list here to number 61. This one's on my hit list. I have not seen this one yet, and that is Arthur Christmas, the story of Santa's son. And it's yeah, an ad- Something happens to Santa, and he has to deliver it. Yeah. And it's an apparent... I did actually not realize that this was a British movie. It is animated, yeah. Oh, I know it's animated, but I'm looking at the cast. I'm like, that is... These are all British people. <laughs> There's Jim Broadbent, Hugh Laurie, Bill Nye, Imelda Staunton. If you want to actually hear Dolores Umbridge do something other than Dolores Umbridge. And, yeah, J- James McAvoy's the star. He's Arthur. Laura Lenny, Eva Longoria. The cast, Michael, the cast looks great. Michael Pollan, Robbie Coltrane, Joan Cusack, Reese Darby. Holy crap. Andy Circus, of course. Well, yeah, of course. But, I mean, it's a it's a family animated movie, but I've heard it's pretty damn good. For, like, for a good, it's a good family Christmas, animated Christmas movie. 
<clears throat> so I, I'm definitely going to give it a chance when I have a an opportunity to see it. Uh, here's one that I've only did I see this one time? I ha- I don't have I have memory of seeing it. Maybe I only watched like parts of it. Christmas with the Cranks, Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. I have, that was originally on the list for this Christmas, but it got moved. You bumped it. I don't have a feeling Tim Allen only agreed to that because there was crank in the title and he misread it. That's a possibility. <clears throat> I, I've I remember seeing scenes from it and it being entertained by what I was seeing, but I also remember being like, I guess mentally at the time. When did this come out? Came out in 2004. So I think it was one of those deals where, like, I still associated Tim Allen as Tim the Toolman Taylor or Scott Calvin, and he was neither in this, so I just wasn't invested. I was thinking he – I don't think he had done the third Santa Claus yet when they made this. Uh, Possibly not. I don't know what year that came out. I'm not sure. That's funny. This is ranked higher because this has a lower rating. This is 5.4 on IMDb. Yes, but I I don't think this is like an official list here. There's a 2020 movie on here called Fat Man about a rowdy rowdy unorthodox Santa Claus. That is the – what's his face? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, yeah. Mel Gibson as a crazy Santa might be a little too realistic for me. I might have to skip that one. It's it's like shit happens, so he has to like go into action hero mode. <laughs> uh, jumping up to number forty six, this is a classic: The Snowman from nineteen eighty two. I believe we talked about this on a previous episode, but I, I highly recommend anyone who's never seen this before because it's got no dialogue at all except for I think I think there's maybe like one actual spoken line and a slight bit of narration and it's all told in the same artistic style as the the uh book was written in because it's a it's a children's book so it's a picture book and everything and they they copied the art style perfectly and it's done with music and atmosphere and it's really really good there's only the kid as a kid and the kid as he's older yep and then there's a Actual. new version of it, so. With David Bowie as the him grown up, and then there's also Father Christmas himself. David Bowie, yes. Uh, again, it's only 26 minutes, so what do you have to lose by watching it? And if even the IMDb list has it ranked that much higher than Frosty the Snowman. It's 8.2 on IMDb, so. Yeah. Santa Claus is coming to town. Rankin Bass, it's a pretty good one. I Rankin Bass. My second or third favorite. It's a good one. I like it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna put. I, I'll agree with you that Year Without a Santa Claus is probably the best, but I don't know if I would put this above Rudolph. <clears throat> but it's a t- that's a tough one though, because because this one is the story of the man himself. Yes, yes, because it's and like how he became young Santa, all basically. The, all the little changes he had to make because of the Burger Meister Meister Burger. <laughs> Eric, have you seen all the Rankin Bass stuff? Nope. I I'm not big on like holiday movies in general. I don't like themed movies, and I'm not saying like period pieces or anything like that because I love Lord of the Rings. But like, if you're making a like a Valentine's Day type movie, I'm not into it. 
or a Christmas movie, I'm not into it. So or so fuck movie, I'm not into. So it. fuck the Halloween series, basically. <laughs> I mean, Halloween was is different because it's not. I mean, it's based around Halloween, but it's not a Halloween movie. Do you hate the Nightmare Before Christmas because it invokes two holidays? No. I love that. This is before I became jaded, this shit. So movies that came out while I was, like, a younger person and I actually got to, a chance to see it, I'm, like, I have nostalgia for. But, like, now, if they were to be like, oh, we're making a Santa Claus 5 or whatever, I would be like, oh, oh, well, I'm not watching that. It would be the fourth one at this point. Okay, see, I don't know how many there are. <laughs> There's the first one, there's the one where he has to get a wife, and then there's the one where Jack Frost shows up and steals his powers. Oh, why does he have to get a wife? It's the Mrs. Claus. <laughs> I don't understand. Does he need his, does give him extra powers? Or are we just trying he'll to get... To, he'll have to forfeit to the mantle of Santa if there isn't a Mrs. Claus. <clears throat> And everyone would be really upset about it because he's become the best Santa ever. Eric, can I clarify something for you real quick? Sure. I I believe when you said when you were a younger guy, you meant physically, not mentally, because you and I both have not matured in that respect. Oh, no, no, we stopped. At our <laughs> <laughs> we, we still have that break robo mentality after all these years. Well, because well, it's entertaining. Well, I was mature for my age, and then all of a sudden I became immature for my age. So you peaked and too early. Stopped, and it stopped. <laughs> so Dan just peaked too early. Eric and I just stopped. We're like, we we cannot get more mature than this at this point. Sorry, guys. Well, I mean, I remember it got to a point where somebody was just like, oh, it's not funny. That's not funny. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's fucking hilarious. It, you're just too fucking scared to admit it there's certain things that i don't believe is right like it's not you know it, it's not socially accepted but it's still kind of fucking funny <laughs> well we've i've had that discussion before either everything's funny or none of it is like right and i'm on, <clears throat> I'm on the opinion that everything is fucking funny given time you can find humor and i can find humor in anything even the darkest topics uh, I mean, I will respect your opinion if there's something that you don't want me to joke about in front of you. But that don't mean I'm going to stop joking about it. I'm just going to wait till you leave the room. I made a Heath Ledger is dead joke five minutes after I found out he died. <laughs> I mean, you know, these, these things happen. Because they're like, because everyone's, because he died and it, the movie wasn't going to come out for another five months. <clears throat> And then they were like, well, we should go see that movie, but I think I'm going to cry. And I'm like, and when the movie's, the first time we see him in the movie, I'm going to come up to you and I'm going to go, I see dead people. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually laughing at that, so. God well, damn. it wasn't five five minutes after you finally died. It's been 15 years since you, after you died. Whatever. Whatever. I'm still, it's still funny. 14 years, almost almost 15. It is funny. Because it was like January of 07. Of 08, sorry, shit. Even 08. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about the movie that they put at number 42 on the list, which is a 
guilty pleasure of mine, and that is Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold and Sinbad. And this is just a fun movie. It is ridiculous. I've only seen it once. I think I've only seen it once. It is ridiculous, but it is entertaining. Yeah, it starts out pretty realistic, and then it just it goes overboard. Let's get some cartoon violence in here. Is this the one where he has to like get a toy or whatever? Yep, Turbo Man. I got to get the Turbo Man for Jamie. Okay, so I have seen this one. And then Sinbad's the mailman who's getting it for his kid too, and <clears throat> and Jake Lloyd is the freaking kid, is Jamie before he was Anakin Skywalker. I got to get the Turbo Man. And Phil and it, Hart- does, it does go straight up Looney Tunes, including exploding package that only makes everyone's face black. Yes. And Phil Hartman. And the big show. Oh uh, yeah, he's a Santa Claus, right? Because he gets to the he gets taken to the Santa Claus like HQ and he has to fight them all off, and then there's a huge Santa and it's him. It's Paul White. <laughs> and Jim Belushi is the Santa in the mall. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Paul White. Huge Santa credited as Paul the Giant White because he wasn't the big show yet. Yeah, because I think he was still... I don't even know if he had actually started wrestling yet. Uh, that came out in 96, so possibly not. Yes, he was, I guess. He had already been around for a year. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. At number 39, we just talked about this, The Year Without a Santa Claus. Hell yeah. Uh, Dan, don't you and your sister have a tradition this time of year? Yeah, she just randomly did it one time like 12 years ago. She just put up a picture of the heat miser. And I was like, well, I guess I'll put up a picture of snow miser. And now every year, it's whichever one of us catches the other one puts it up. It's usually, usually start it like on December first, and at least for like two weeks or so, I think you do it, right? Yeah, I think I have it set to stop on the twenty sixth. There you go. <clears throat> uh, I have not seen this one. This is one of the movies I'm behind on, so I don't know how it made it onto this list. But uh, Shazam from DC is that a Christmas movie? Um, it happens around Christmas time. Okay. Yeah, the, like the, the final battle is like in the Christmas festival area. Okay. So but so they're counting it in this way. It it is really good actually. It's on my list. I I'm I'm behind it's on also stuff. Really so. freaking creepy at times and like you'd be like, "Man, I thought DC was for kids." Not anymore. <laughs> uh has anybody seen, at number 36, the Prancer movie? Yeah, I've seen it several times. It got shown all the time in school. And then one year, dad's employee club. So for a long time, the employee club at Cross Hines in Syracuse, they put on a Christmas thing where we got to go to a theater and watch a private screening of a movie. And then they gave us some candy and like a $20 gift card to the Toys R Us. And it used to be... A movie that was recently in the theater, and then they stopped doing that shit and started showing us old stuff. And one year they showed us Prancer. Hmm. Did you enjoy but, it? Yeah, it's pretty. It's. I mean, I haven't seen it since growing up, but it's this 
this little girl that's obsessed with Christmas, like she'll listen to Christmas music all year long. And one day the, the, the prancer, like uh, uh plastic ornament thingy that's in the town falls. And she like gets mad about it. She like, she gets upset about it. And then like the next day or whatever, the actual prancer falls down and is hurt on their property. And she's nursing uh, the actual prancer back to the actual prancer. Elf. Yes, I see that Sam Elliott is in this. Yeah, and it's all about like stuff like when things she starts getting depressed uh, early on, and the guy's like, "My sister, my daughter isn't listening to Christmas music," and they're like, "It's Halloween. She's not supposed to." He's like, "You don't understand. She always listens to Christmas music." <laughs> And then the real prancer follows. And... Also, Johnny Galecki, after he was rusty, obviously before Big Bang Theory, but no, that came out roughly around the same time. And Ariana Richards before she was in Jurassic Park. Interesting. Uh, Ariana Richards is a September 11th baby. I just looked it up to see how old she was. Cause she was born the same year my sister was. She was she's a nine eleven baby. But not the nine eleven. No. Oh, I had that the other day when I was doing uh, I was doing some kind of title work or something where you know you check driver's licenses and a guy was actually born on the nine eleven. I mean, I obviously didn't say anything about it because I'm sure he's probably heard that for a good portion of his life. So, totally, dude, dude. Do you Dude. know what day you were born? <laughs> I remember because in uh, when I was working at Ollivanders, they would always ask the kids what year, what their birthday was, because they would grab the one that corresponded to that set of dates. Would be the one that would choose the kid. And I remember this one kid's just like, "Yeah, I'm my birthday September 11th," and you just hear like all these people in the murmuring, like, "Wow, oh poor kid," and I'm just like, "Oh, shut up." This kid does not need to hear this the rest of his life. Are we doing that on Pearl Harbor Day to all the people born on that day? Like, are we doing that for everybody who was born on D-Day? Whoa, whoa, whoa uh, hold up. No. Do you not? <laughs> God, I'm yeah. God here's damn it, the, Eric. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. If you've got a group of 10 random people and you ask them what day those either of those dates are, I bet you... They won't know. Up to, up to all of them will not know either date. <laughs> yes. The only reason they know September 11th is because that's what we called it. <clears throat> that's literally what we called it. All right. Who has seen the next movie on the list at number 34, The Polar Express? Parts. And they still haunt me to this day. This is a very, very creepy looking movie. It is a good book, though. A very good book. I recommend it. You can read it to your children. And then you get the the bell that comes with it, ring the bell, and then you have you, you and your certificate other, no sell it, while your kids believe that they believe. Jeez. Because that's the whole thing. Only people that can hear the bell are true believers. Oh, my God. I mean, I have ringing in my ears. Does that count? Tinnitus? (laughs) I'll say this, though. Um... I do like the music that came out of it. It's got it's got a pretty banging Christmas soundtrack, so 
Yeah. <clears throat> uh, number 33 is Krampus. This would be the, the several versions of Krampus came out around the same time. I'm specifically talking about the 2015 movie starring Adam Scott. Oh, poor Adam Scott. <laughs> Adam Scott, Tony Collette, David Koechner. I have not seen this, but I've heard in the grand scheme of like Christmas themed horror. <laughs> Justin movies. Roiland as Clumpy voice. Justin Roiland. Oh jeez! Oh jeez! Krampus! Oh jeez! <laughs> Krampus is gonna kill us all. Oh, did I tell you guys what I found today on HBO Max? They have a Rick and Morty Yule log. It's what? Yes, it's on HBO Max. It's thirty. It's thirty-four minutes. It's Rick and Morty are each sitting in recliners. They're watching, and on the TV are all of the interdimensional cable skits. You can't really hear any of the dialogue from it, just occasional sound effects from it. You're just listening to the cackling fire, and occasionally Rick burps. (laughs) And we actually watched it, because we're like, this is actually pretty damn entertaining. Speaking of which, a check-in on Santa from NORAD, and he is headed to Argentina. He done with Brazil? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you gotta, you have to have a system, and <laughs> sometimes that doesn't mean you do the entire <coughs> one entire country all at once, because there's a country right there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so I, I do want to actually at some point watch Krampus. I'm, I'm still a bit of a horror snob, but I'll give it a try. A boy Had- who has a bad Christmas accidentally summons a festive demon to his family. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Has anybody ever seen The Ref from 1994? No. I know that our friend Jeff Trello has stated this is his favorite Christmas movie. Maybe not the favorite, but it's definitely up there. But the, the movie seems pretty interesting that a cat burglar has to take this family hostage on Christmas Eve, and they're dysfunctional, and they bicker, and Dennis Leary's in it. So... Kevin Spacey. So I might be... I I think I'm going to have to check this one off the list. Because it just... It seems like it's too funny. Yes. Christine Baranski's in it. Anytime I see anything with Dennis Leary, I have to sing the asshole song. Because the song is so great. Yes, it is. I like to park in handicapped. That's the best line in the song. <laughs> handicapped people make handicapped faces. <laughs> Two words: nuclear fucking weapons. Okay. <laughs> you can have all the you can have all the democracy you want. It doesn't make a lick of difference because we got the bombs. That song is fantastic. All right, we're getting into upper echelon here. At number twenty-eight. 1966 TV short titled How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Starring Boris Karloff as the narrator. Thurl Ravenscroft as the singer. June Foray as Cindy Lou Who. And some guy named Dal McKinnon as Max, although that is an uncredited role. And that's it. You only needed those four voices to make this work. Oh, June Foray. She just passed away, like, not, 
2017 at the age of 99. And she was like still doing, she was still getting work. Yeah, she was. She, she was, was one of the classic, like, there's a little boy, get June to do it, or, you know. She was Granny in Looney Tunes for the entire run. Yeah, and she is Rocket J Squirrel. Rocket J Squirrel, yeah. Good for her. She had a she had a friggin' awesome career. <clears throat> but yes, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. We have talked about this when uh, we actually talked about it earlier. But it is, it's an absolute classic. Probably the best, probably the best thing you're going to get out of Dr. Seuss in a, in video, in a, in a video media form, right? I think the best one, yeah. I mean, there's other okay of the 20 minute animated ones. Yeah. But But I think this is the, this is just the classic. It's so good. It's so good. And he's got, the Grinch can't be all that bad. He's got a dog. Even Eric's got a dog. I hate that dog. <laughs> you love that dog. Yeah, I do, but I fucking hate what it does. <laughs> Dude, it, that's just it's every... That would be the thing, right? It's just like, if someone else could clean up the shit, like... <laughs> 10 out of 10, right? Having a dog. <laughs> yeah. All right. I have never seen the 1974 Black Christmas horror movie. Although, it actually does sound like it could be interesting. But it's also sorority girls being stalked by a stranger. So to me, that doesn't differentiate itself from any horror movie from that era. It's just happening during It just Christmas. happens during Christmas, yeah. So I have a feeling I'd be kind of pissy about it. And I know they did a remake that was not very good. It only came out a couple years ago. Uh, number 26. This one's on the, the big debate list. Is it or is it not a Christmas movie? The answer is it is, and that is Batman Returns. What is? I mean, what, the entirety of it takes place movie. in Christmas time. So. so, what would be the argument against this movie being a Christmas? Well, movie? I don't. It's not essential this Christmas. It's not like like I even broke down Die Hard, where I think none of it happens if it isn't Christmas. But Batman Returns, I don't think like that could have happened any time. Okay. I mean, it's been, it's been a while since I've seen it, but... But that's another Even thing. I feel like it could have happened any time. I, I agree, it could have happened at any time, but it happened on Christmas. But have you noticed? There's a whole line about <clears throat> mistletoe, which is how they know who each other are by the end of the movie. That's the thing, though, right? Like, nobody's up in arms about arguing whether Batman Returns is a Christmas movie or not. People don't argue that like they do at Die Hard. Die Hard is a hill that they want to die on and insist it's not a Christmas movie. And I, yeah, and I say it's it's even more so than some Christmas movies. Uh, yeah. Because realize, realize that 90% of Christmas movies or songs are just about winter and not about Christmas. Uh, when we were browsing Christmas stuff earlier, Disney Plus actually has a category for just winter stuff in the holiday section where they have Edward Scissorhands and Frozen and other movies that invoke lots of winter theming but aren't necessarily about Christmas. And I'm like, that is a good idea because that's the kind of stuff you want to watch around that time of year. So even if you want to argue Batman Returns in that aspect, you still got to include it as a related category. It does, it does take place at Christmas time. And I have an unpopular opinion about Batman Returns. That is that 
I'm not that into it because I don't really care for the whole freaking leather fetish of Tim Burton. And I actually, here we go. I'm going to piss off lots of people here. I actually thought Batman Forever was better. Come on, bring on the tomatoes. Let's go. Batman Forever is my Batman movie growing up. There you go. Batman movie. Listen, Batman Returns is how I realized I had a leather fetish. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. God damn it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm like, here for this Christmas like episode. 91, dude. You're like getting sexual awakenings at eight years old. <laughs> <sighs> well, wait, wait a minute. Why are my <laughs> pants all of a sudden tighter? Because <laughs> they're leather. That's where he gets it from. <laughs> you know what, dude? When you had your bike, you always wore that leather jacket, and now I'm just questioning a lot of things. So, yeah. Let's move on, shall we? I'm a leather daddy? <laughs> All right. I have not seen this one, but it's absolutely on my list just based on the people involved. And based on the people involved, I'm going to guess that Eric has seen it. It is called The Night Before... And it stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, and a whole cast of funny people. No, I haven't. Ah, okay. What's it called? The Night Before. It's about three friends crashing every Christmas party in New York City that they can find. And Anthony Mackie is the third friend. It is a remake, because there is another movie called The Night Before. Also... Maybe it's completely unrelated. Also, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen do not celebrate Christmas. (laughs) Which is perfect. (laughs) That makes it so much better. Yeah, they're just looking for the greatest party. Basically. Oh, it has Lizzie Kaplan. Ah. Hashtag goals. You you are a Lizzie Kaplan guy? I am a Lizzie Kaplan guy. I know. I freaking watch uh, um, what Mean Girls, and everyone's like, "Who do you think was the hottest one?" And I was like, "Was Kaplan?" <laughs> Janice. <laughs> the answer is Janice. Okay. The answer is Janice. Second place, Gretchen Wieters. Yeah. I have a brunette guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't have to apologize for your taste. Nah, there's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> Has anybody seen the new Eight Bit Christmas? Yeah, I watched it. It was my first movie this year. Did you like it? I did. I, like I said when I did it, it's like, well, I can't say modern <laughs> because it takes place in the 80s. It takes place when the NES but came out. Yeah, it's like the new version of A Christmas Story. Good. I'm going to I'm gonna put that on, on the list, too. It's NPH is all grown up, and he's telling his daughter, while they wait for the grandparents to come back home, he's telling the daughter of how he got his Nintendo. And flashback to all the things that happened that year as it led up to him getting a Nintendo. Saw grandmother get punched in the face. Same family. Here's something we haven't talked about yet. At number 22 on this list, Love Actually. Oh my god. Last week during my D&D game, there was a huge... In the middle of the game, I'm trying to run the game. And there's just a huge debate over whether that movie is trash or the best. (laughs) I've heard both of those arguments, too. Whether it's trash and problematic 
Or I don't it's think, the best. I don't think my mom listens to this show, but I know this is her favorite Christmas movie. So she would have an opinion about that for sure. Okay, now is it important that it takes place at Christmas or does it just, just take place at Christmas? I believe it just takes place at Christmas. I don't believe I think believe Christmas just adds to the atmosphere and is not crucial to the plot. I feel like we should talk about the movie now because of how problematic it actually is. <laughs> we should just dig into it. Well, which storyline are we going with? Because <laughs> oh, there are several. Oh, pretty fucked up. Every single one of them. And they intertwine. <laughs> now, I'll admit I've only seen this the once, so I'm not going to be the best person to go back and give you a breakdown of all the all the storylines. <clears throat> but if you would like to give me some, if we want to tackle some of this stuff, I'm all for it. So, Listen, I don't remember names, but I remember the events that are happening. So let's let's talk about the guy's best friend who's in love with his wife. <laughs> Do you know which one I'm talking about? When I say that, you're gonna you're you're still gonna have more memory than me. So, okay. So, one, I feel bad for him because it really sucks to be in his shoes. But at the same time, like, dude, it's your best friend. What the fuck are you doing? All right. So, so it's Brian and Peter, <laughs> basically. Yes. yes. Good God! Why haven't that would have been the perfect thing for Family Guy to do? <laughs> I love actually spoof, yeah. Yeah. It's got so many great great actors in it too. And I actually really like love the fact that here's something I do remember. The United States president is played by Billy Bob Thornton and the British Prime Minister is played by Hugh Grant. Which is which is great. I can't say anything because I feel like the portrayal of the American president is pretty accurate. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You got us. <laughs> yeah, you got us. Also, uh, Professor Snape and Professor Trelawney are a married couple. In case you wanted to mix in your Harry Potter in there, too. True. I think that one's the most fucked up one. Uh, yeah, I was actually I was actually waiting for you to mention that one. We're gonna have to get Dan to watch this and get get some thoughts in here. But I mean, it's got an all star cast. But you're either gonna really enjoy this movie, or you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" My, my I think my favorite one. At, at, uh, I can't remember their names, but the rock star and his best friend, and he's just like. I could be drowning in all this pussy and stuff, but it turns out the person I want to be with the most during Christmas, uh, the person I love the most, is you. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> but no homo. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one I love the most, but no butt stuff, please. Exactly. <clears throat> and how he's just sh singing shitty Christmas musics that are just like remixed of other songs and stuff. Oh, it's so fucking ridiculous. I love it. Uh, we talked about this one, The Christmas Chronicles, which Dan said is the new classic. Hell yeah. I have to actually watch that. 
in the top 20, we have Charlie Brown Christmas. That's that's such yep. a fun one still. It is. It's super simple. It's super easy to watch. It's 25 minutes. Uh, caused a huge fight on Facebook over it. Why? I thought I told that story on the show. Uh, well, all right. So, yeah, I... I, I had posted something about... Because every year people bitch and moan that they can't find Charlie Brown Christmas or It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown on any of the network te- tele- television channels, right? And they bitch about it. And I made a, I made a Facebook post. I'm like, well, if you're such a big fan of it, why don't you get the, get it on DVD so you can watch it whenever you want? And, like, offended people because they're like, oh, my God, we don't all just have the luxury to just go out and get these DVDs. I'm like, they're like five bucks in, like, a bargain bin at, at a Walmart just... Just go get it, and you have all you have until next year to get it. Like I, I never understood how people don't own stuff that they love that much. Yeah, like what? It's a twenty-minute TV special. Like what is it? Five bucks at the most. Anywhere. Yeah, and it's sold in mass. And I don't, I don't remember who. I think the people who I remember getting really offended were people that were people who just were just pissy people anyway that I'm probably not even friends with anymore. So, but it was just one of those things where I just remember being like, really? That's your comeback? That doesn't even make any sense. You're acting like you're, first of all, you can't be that poor that you can't afford this because you are at least rich enough to afford an internet connection to bitch at me about this. It's or uh, have a thousand dollar phone to bitch you, at me. You either this. you're either doing this on a computer or a phone to bitch at me through an internet connection. So you are not that poor that you can't afford this. So I just thought that was a really shitty. T- like I know that they probably thought my take was shitty, but I thought the comeback was didn't make any sense, and I still stand by that. By the way, it's on Apple TV. Yeah, uh, number seventeen, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, probably. In the Christmas list, this is probably number three for me. I mentioned Muppet Christmas Carol's number two. This is number three. If I was actually doing a ranking. Uh, for Halloween movies, it's actually number one. So, and it's the only movie that I know that can actually do both. Name another movie that mixes Halloween and Christmas better than this movie, and I don't think you can. Unless you want to count Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone as both a Halloween and a Christmas movie, which many people is, do. Is it even known that it's Halloween when the troll attacks in that movie? Yeah, it attacks on Halloween. They they have the, the atmosphere with all the jack-o'-lanterns floating and then troll in the dungeon. Okay. I don't remember because it's like it's a big deal in the book. Like it's fully, yeah. fully shown that it's, it is Halloween. You know what would be? You know what's actually? Everybody always goes to uh, Philosopher's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone as the Christmas Harry Potter thing. How about Goblet of Fire that has an entire Yule Ball? Also in uh, Azkaban, there's a whole section where they're in the snow. Yeah, jeez, come on, people. (laughs) Yeah, but Nightmare Before Christmas, super classic, and. One of my, one of the best reviews I've ever seen about Nightmare Before Christmas is like, like yes, the dialogue is kind of c- can be kind of weird at times, and some of it even seems a little awkward. But because they didn't make any references to anything pop culture, everything is timeless, and that's why it still holds up to this day. 
And I think that's a perfect review. Because there is not, there's, it is a timeless movie. It could take place at any period and you would believe it. So good. So friggin' good. Like Romeo and Juliet. Exactly. Uh, number 16 is a movie that Dan and I once reviewed on our old Talk and Talkies movie review podcast, where we had, well, at least I had watched it for the first time ever, and that was Joyous Noel. Yeah, that was my first time. Yeah. Do you know about this one, Eric? No. Okay, it's based on a true story. It, in 1914, in World War I, uh, three, three of the warring armies in the war gave a truce on Christmas so that oh. they could... You, you've, you've heard of this now. Yes, but you wouldn't and believe... People have heard the story. Dan might. <laughs> I, 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 you gotta say it now. In Doctor, from Doctor Who. Okay, there you go. There's a Doctor Who episode about about this very very moment. Yeah, it, this is and it's a true story. And then when they well, were supposed a to... part of an episode, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Mark Mark Gatiss, as a matter of fact, plays the soldier. <laughs> but the whole the whole thing is based on the fact that we 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 made this truce, and now we're supposed to go back to fighting each other. And we can't do it because we just broke bread, and it was a crucial turning point in World War One. And to find out, it happened in more than just that one battle. That one yes, battle. Yeah. it happened multiple. Places. It happened multiple places. Yeah, it's really good. It's very, very heavy on the subtitles, which I have to be in the mood to yeah, watch because a third of the characters are French, a third of the characters are German. Yes, and the other third are Canadian. Scots, so Scotsman, and everything. So they speak English at least. So, um, but I would, I would absolutely recommend this. Uh, it's really good. It's, Meanwhile, it's like good. just a mile down the road at someone's mansion is like all the generals and shit having a huge party. Yes. Yeah, right from where all this battle's happening. It's so like a mile good. away. Like holy <laughs> shit! So friggin' good. You wouldn't Highly. know there was a there was a freaking war a mile away. All right, we're getting into we're in goat territory now. Top fifteen, the Santa Claus. Santa Claus. And this is such a it's such a fun movie. This was a good this was a good modern modern kind of Christmas classic. I I like because it's actually kind of realistic from the everybody else because there's a lot they're like, what are you doing? Your kid thinks you're Santa. That's stupid. And then it goes so far to. Okay, we're gonna have to get issue a restraining order, and then eventually it becomes okay. We're gonna have to get the cops directly involved. <laughs> <clears throat> but he really is Santa Claus. But he ends up really being Santa Claus. I saw this in the theater. I believe I did as well, and I very much enjoyed it. Um, I'm not big on the second one, but the third one's pretty good. Second one's all right, but it's full of. Like, oh, well, that's obviously what's going to happen. Oh, hey, this new female character that's the disciplinarian at the school that the son is at is, <laughs> that, that is obviously going to end up softening and becoming the new Mrs. Claus that he has to have. Right yeah, obviously. And it's exactly what happens. <laughs> exactly what happens. All right. Uh, number 14 is Trading Places. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if Christmas is central to it, but it's definitely during Christmas. I think it's another one of those that Christmas just happens to be part of the atmosphere, but 
Yes, a rich guy uh, decides to just swap lives with a poor guy. And the rich guy almost kills himself because he can't yep. handle it. Yep. It's Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. But it's 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 pretty entertaining. Number 13 is Edward Scissorhands. As we mentioned, it's not really a Christmas movie, but Christmas is part the of last the... Act, the last act happens during winter. Yeah, because it, it snows in Florida. That's a big deal. Towards Yeah, because there's Christmas decorations up as well. So it's yes. like not just winter. It's about to be Christmas. Winona Ryder. Speaking of people who don't celebrate Christmas. Yep. But it's good. I've watched it a couple times in recent memory, and I still think it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's definitely weird as hell, but... All the housewives get hot for him. Yeah. <laughs> they, they love them scissor hands, baby. Uh, number what them scissor hands do. <laughs> at number 12, this is a great one. Uh, this is a modern retelling of a classic story... Done perfect, and that is Scrooge, starring Bill Murray. And very this is well very, very well done. If you were going to modernize the Ebenezer Scrooge story, this is a great way to do it. And again, the, the genius idea of having his TV network is putting on an adaptation of A Christmas Carol while he's going through A Christmas Carol. Yes, which is so great. Uh, very, very good. Bad Santa coming in at number 11. <coughs> Love that movie. I've seen the opening minute in Spanish. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's funny. It's raunchy. It's got, got some good cute humor in it. Billy Bob Thornton. There's that Billy Bob Thornton again. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Uh, we got Gremlins at number 10. Again, Christmas, not necessary, but it adds to it because he's a Christmas I mean, present. And... could have been his birthday present, but it, sure. wasn't. it was his Christmas present. And it's just a fun movie. It's, it's campy. It's good campy humor. It's a Chris Columbus movie. <coughs> And I also love all like the the theoretic the theory breakdowns of how gremlins shouldn't work. Like, oh, don't get them wet. Well, okay. What happens if it rains? What happens if I spit on it by accident? Like, Jesus, that that's two different things: rain and spit. <laughs> or you know, don't feed them after midnight. What in what time zone? In what part of the year? Like, and what point is it no longer after midnight? What point is it no longer after midnight? Yeah, it's. The whole thing about it, but it's a pretty. That was the thing about um, Luca that was a little bit puzzling to me. Is like, like it makes sense that they would change back in the ocean water, but like, why does the rain or like a hose switch him back? Like, it makes it would make sense. If it was like it has to be salt water. Right, right, right. Not, not but just, just any water. Any fucking water hits them, and that part of their body starts turning. Well, it's also kind of like the aliens and signs are hurt by water. Well, then why the hell do you invade a planet where 70% of the surface is friggin' water, you idiots? So now I actually saw a new thing because the entire movie, she doesn't finish a glass of water because it tastes funny. 
So word is that their water was contaminated in some way. At that. Yeah, I've seen that theory oh. too, and it makes way more sense. So we're, I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to pretend like that's the answer. All right, continuing with the GOAT top 10 at number nine is Elf. So, Dan, let's hear it. What did you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. It seems a little disjointed for a while, and James Conn kind of turns on a dime as well. That's a <laughs> yeah. little odd, but um, it's really enjoyable, and I am welcome to bring it. Um, it is welcome to come into the yearly rotation. You I mean, it's... how bad I just wanted to yell, Santa! Santa! <laughs> I know him! <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, and like finally understanding like the memes and gifts, like the you did it, congratulations! It's just world's best cup of just, coffee. You did it. Just walking. It's just a crappy cup of coffee. No, it's not. It's the world's greatest cup of coffee. Call me an elf one more time. <laughs> yeah, how about like that's in the last half hour of the movie? <laughs> I'm like, shouldn't something be happening soon? <laughs> like, holy shit! I'm sorry that I. I'm sorry that I ruined your lives and jammed 11 cookies into the VCR. Like, yeah, like the third act is just like the last 15 minutes. You're like, holy shit. I also just love that, like, he's such an innocent person. And yet, you know, he's just singing while she's singing in the restaurant in the bathroom. He's just singing with her and she freaks out because he saw her in the shower. But like, that's not how it works. He's just. Plus, Ed Asner is Santa. Bob Newhart yep. is Papa Elf. Like, the cast is great, too. Zooey. Yeah. Zooey? I, I was hoping you were going to call her Zooey. I've only ever called her Zooey. <laughs> Did you also notice that one half of Tenacious D was in here? Yes, it was. And the other guy is... Um... And friggin' Artie Lang is the... Yeah, Artie Lang is the, is the Santa he beats up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a, it's a good classic, a good modern classic. It is, it's good. Coming in at number eight is Miracle on 34th Street, the original from 1947, which okay. is still a very good movie. It's better than the new one. As the new one, he gets off because our money says in God we trust, but you can't prove he exists. So same thing with Santa. So let him go. And I'm like, okay. Whereas... In the original, it's we get these letters from Santa, and it goes to that guy. There is legal precedent that he is Santa, so let him go. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's actually legal precedent that he's Santa, so yes. I thought this was a pretty damn good movie. I, I really, really like this and, movie. And it's, it's a long, it starts at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and yes. goes until like Christmas Eve. Yeah. I I really, really enjoyed it. We watched that one on Talkin' Talkies when we were reviewing Christmas movies. And I'd never seen the original before. And I'm like, this was pretty friggin' good. Really good stuff. Very much. Very, very good classic movie. And there's also the <laughs> whole, like, mom has a new boyfriend in that as well. Like, they're dealing with that too. Like, man. They did it, though. It's pretty good. Uh, coming in at number seven is the one that everybody talks about, A Christmas Story, which we could do an entire episode on this. Of course, obviously, it gets played for 24-7 for two days. The old 24-hour deal, yep. 
So yeah, it obviously it gets overplayed, but guess what? It's still fucking really good. Yeah, it's a an entertaining movie. And yeah, again, it's, it's super realistic from a children's child's perspective. Right. Because, you know, it's he wants he wants one thing for Christmas. And he's pretty much sure that he's not gonna get it. And they also do other kid stuff like there's a bully and you finally snap at the bully and then there's the whole D- triple yeah, dog dare you and you're a kid and you get up to mischief and you learn words that your parents don't want you to learn and something unexpected and awful happens and you say it on accident oh fuck you get in trouble <laughs> and then you panic and throw your friend under the bus <laughs> tongue stuck to a flagpole and then there's like all the relatable stuff like from being a little kid like being overdressed by your overzealous mother and you physically can't put your arms down I thankfully I dealt with that once in my life because like some of my mom's friends I think maybe even my grandmother was like you need to bundle him up more and so she bundled me up and I was sweating outside I've always been a, a heat retainer and uh, so, yeah. yeah, white woman, white women, call me up. You call all the time. I'm always hot. Dude, I'm one of the only people. The the two guys in my department were always hot and all the girls are always freezing. So they yeah. they either, they cr- always crank the heat up and it just gets so friggin hot. I'm like, I, I take because I'll wear my my company logo fleece. I, gotta, I take it off and I'm like, I'm sweating. And they're like putting on their jackets. Like, we're freezing. You're nuts. I'm like, I'm nuts. I'm the one sweating. I'm the perfect man for you, white women. You get under the covers <laughs> with me, you ain't going to be cold. <clears throat> uh, Home Alone coming in at number six. Hell yeah. Apparently that's my grandmother's favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> that's awesome. Good for her. Because uh, I came out the other day. and leave a kid behind. They're Dan. watching it. <laughs> Dan, like, you came out the other day? After all that talk yeah. about the white women. So I came out of my room the other day, and my mother <laughs> and grandmother are watching it, and my mother says, this is your grandmother's favorite Christmas movie, she says. I'm like, really? Well, she picked a good one. And again, Christmas is central to the plot. None of it happens if it isn't Christmas time. And I also love, I remember somebody pointed out that, like, Chris Columbus and John Hughes took the extra step and really made it a very red and green movie. Like mm-hmm. the the sheets are red, the carpet's green, so they made it a very Christmas colored house, which I appreciated a lot of. Did you know that that uh, it was originally made being made by a different by another company and they got canceled, but they had been behind closed doors secretly negotiating with Fox. Yes, I've heard that because before. because they knew they were going to get it shut down, and so they literally had the head of the other studio person that was there to tell everyone to stop working and go home, and they literally like sneaking this guy around, and then having somebody else follow him behind him to tell everybody to not do what he said, and they literally like swapped their hat with a fox hat and got back to work. <laughs> 
But Home Alone, Home Alone's one of those movies that like our generation grew up with this movie. So this yeah, is it was, this is our we, Christmas classic. We we were Kevin's age ish when it came out. Yes, we exactly. were all seven seven to ten, and. Right, because Macaulay Culkin was born in 1980, so he's just a little older than the three of us. Yeah. And then, of course, upon further viewings, you see stuff like his ticket is in the milk disaster and gets thrown away. Yep. Why, how they didn't have it. And you learn that his brother plays Fuller, which I always appreciate. Yes, yeah, Kieran is Fuller, yeah. Because I remember... When I, the first time I watched Scott Pilgrim, I'm like, why does this actor look so familiar? And I looked him up. I'm like, Kieran Culkin. I've never heard that name before. But he looks so damn familiar. And then I finally read the trivia. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I see it in the face. That's Macaulay's brother. So that makes sense. And, oh, and Uncle Frank is such a dick. Yes. Look at what you did, you little jerk. Uh, I know, and of course, like as a kid, you just know that you, you you just know the mom's trying to get back home. But as you get older, you realize how psychotic of an effort she's putting in, and how funny it is that she's in Scranton, and she runs into John Candy. I didn't understand why that was great when I was a kid. All I knew was haha traps and bad guys fall down and get hurt. And she literally gets in the back of a box truck with a freaking with a poker group. Poker man. John Candy's offering her the clarinet. Like the most illegal thing ever. (laughs) I know that's what's great about it. And the funny thing is, she gets there, and the rest of the family show up five minutes later because they all just got different tickets. Yeah, because like, hey, remember that flight you didn't want to get on? Well, that's the one we took, and we're here, so she could have just done that. (laughs) Uh, dude, you know what I absolutely love, like. You know how when you're a kid and you watch Ghostbusters and you like it because it's got all the fun action and Slimer and Stay Puffed and everything. And then you get older and you realize the movie's even better because of Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Home Alone is so much better as an adult because of Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. They 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 make everything. You, you, you realize just how good they are in those roles and it makes the movie so much better. And I like the sequel as well. Lost in New York. There are no more sequels after that, of course. I saw a sneak preview of three. I'm sorry. I went to two sneak previews in my life. It was like uh, my great aunt won like a radio contest and we got invited. That was Home Alone 3. The the thing is, is the kid has um, chicken pox. Yes, he's home so from that's school, why he, right? So that's why he's home from school, because he has chicken pox. So how does he end up home alone? Because he has chicken pox. Oh, jeez. just seems And weak. mom and dad have to work. Just seems weak, but all right. That's what they're going for. Yeah. All right, my all-time favorite Christmas movie comes in at number five, and that's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Which, to me, is still the G-O-A-T greatest of all time it's i just watched it on the big screen again i shouldn't say again it was my it was our annual watching this year but saw it on the big screen for the first time watching it again and yeah that's uh even more fun on the big screen you're talking about earlier when you were talking about those company events where you'd like rent out the theater that's what our company did 
they, we played Christmas Vacation. We had pizza. And we had an open concession stand at the movie theater, which you're damn right we took advantage of that. Usually, my wife and I will just get a big soda and split it. Nope, we got we each got a soda. We got the pretzel bites. We got the popcorn. Dude, we were I we want were, I we want rolling all right there. The popcorn that you have, <laughs> exactly, dude. Open concession stand at a movie theater. Who wouldn't take advantage of that? I would. I would get all the things and then not even eat them during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what's in the garbage bag? Uh, just popcorn. Do you know, like, uh, there's famous stories about wrestlers getting the concessions after shows. Yeah. And talking about guys with garbage bags full of the popcorn and stuff. Yep, and they would eat it right out of it. Yeah, I had a friend in high school, worked at a bagel shop that his dad owned, and he would come in with a literal trash bag filled with bagels and would walk around with it like Santa's sack. And we just yeah, hand out bagels people, to everybody all day. A trash bag until it has trash in it is just a big. It's plastic just a bag. big plastic bag, exactly. Exactly, and people don't get that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We could do an entire episode. I just how friggin' brilliant this movie Again, is. Super real, but it goes a little far beyond, but not that far beyond honest realism of things that happen during Christmas. Because you just... I could see it going that far if things got that crazy all of a sudden. Well, I mean, like, I'm talking about things like... The sled. Yeah, and stuff with, like, the ladder, like, falling on the ladder. Like, after that happens twice, you're like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) It is a realistic Christmas movie. It's a realistic Christmas story with Looney Tunes humor in it. Where it doesn't go Looney Tunes action like Jingle All the Way does. Or Home Alone 2, or yeah. but yeah. still, it's it's so damn entertaining. It's got so it many great cool. lines that I love. I wanna look him straight in the eye. I wanna tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, four flushing, low life, ignorant, overstuffed the whole friggin' rant. You know he like nailed it all, except for it's like some of it is out of sequence from the actual No, that's Perfect. That is. There's a couple perfect. of words that are swapped, the order or swapped, but it doesn't, like, he hit it. <laughs> yeah. It is. Okay, I got it. A cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lipped, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. <laughs> good God. <laughs> Holy- Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> we're gonna press on. We're gonna have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking Gay. Because you're allowed one f bomb, <laughs> so you got to put it in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> surprised, Eddie. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. The best because like Eddie shows up like forty two minutes in, and it's when he's talking to everybody after the lights actually light up, uh, and he gets you, down Eddie. the line. He's like, "So hey, I'm glad that this could bring a little bit more spirit <laughs> to you, Eddie." Eddie, <laughs> you surprise, Clark. <laughs> I can't believe you're actually standing here in my living room, Eddie. Never thought I'd live to see the day. Yeah, I'm excited about it too, Clark. Can I refill your eggnog or get you something to eat? Drive you out in the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead? And of course, you have Bill Murray's brother. 
Uh, Brian Doyle Murray as the boss. The boss? <laughs> yeah. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. I love the vacation movies. Even Vegas Vacation has good stuff in it. Even if it is the weakest of those four. But yeah, they're... Even though I think that one's technically not National Lampoon. It is not National Lampoon, which is why it's the worst of them all, but... I wish, but by that time, National Lampoon didn't mean shit. True. I just actually, I just watched a YouTube video about how National Lampoon went to shit. Because essentially, they sold the brand to another company, and that was just essentially... You got your uh, shitty comedy you want to make? Stick our name on it for a couple thousand dollars. You know what? This is one of those things where it's like, you know what? If you're going to just... If you need to make a friggin' classic and you need somebody to write it, just get John Hughes. Like, just get John Hughes on this. Everything that he's written... Well, I mean, like, not every everything, but he has so many classics under his belt. Oh, you can't do that no more. He died like ten years ago. I'm aware of that, but that's not the point, Dan. <laughs> no, no, no. Still, still, you need to get John Hughes. <laughs> Somebody give me John Hughes. Right. Your stuff. Somebody reanimate John Hughes in just in different ways. Reanimate John Hughes. <laughs> God damn it! That's Speaking what John Hughes would do. Well, we I did talk about putting Halloween and Christmas together, and Eric just found a whole new way to do it. Zombie John Hughes saves Christmas. <laughs> oh, my God. Coming, coming holiday 2022. You're telling me you wouldn't watch that? No, I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> God damn it. It's brilliant, damn it. Brilliant. All right. Uh, four more movies on the list. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer comes in at number four. Mm-hmm. Another I, Bath classic. I don't remember it, though. Again, I can't say if I would put Santa Claus coming to town over this one. Because um, this has Bumble, and it's got, and it's got uh, what's his name? Yukon Cornelius, and I love those characters. And I, I think the characters is what puts it over the top for me. That's what makes it good is it's not just the song like fucking Frosty is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's a whole like, story. No, it's, it's an a adventure. story about misfit. It's a story about misfits finding there's they're finding the reason why they're misfit is the reason why they belong. Yeah, even Hermie's a great character. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. It's it's really good. It's classic. And again, it's it's forty seven minutes. It's worth watching. Just a misfit, but I'm not a nitwit. So I noticed one thing this list went for was they went for, uh, like, a representative for different stories. Instead of being like, here's 18 versions of A Christmas Carol, yeah. they, they picked one and to represent all the Christmas carols. Obviously, Scrooge was the exception, but I think that's fair because it's still a different story. The Christmas Carol they picked, though, was the one from 1951, which I have not seen that one. Alistair yeah. Sim plays Ebenezer Scrooge in that one. I believe I've seen four. You want my rankings? Well, I've seen... I haven't seen the Patrick Stewart one, so... I, I feel like you, you. all you need is the Muppets one, man. Muppets? Jim Carrey is fourth. Yeah, well, that one's not very good. I mean, it's... Uh, Patrick Stewart is three, Mickey is two, and Muppets is one. The George C. Scott one's very good, though. I'd recommend that if you haven't seen it. That's a very good fucking, fucking Patton is a... 
Yeah, yeah, but it's really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Muppets is my favorite, and then uh, I'd say Mickey is number two, and then I'd probably say Bill Murray is number three. You know what I really want to do is I want to I want to put on a stage show of Christmas Carol, but I want to do it with all the Muppets songs. Hmm. Okay. But all just actual human beings. No well, cheeses for us, Mises. Oh, I mean, we would have to have some kind of mouse thing, but I mean, we're going to do all the songs from Whatever Muppets. Happened, but the mood songs are so great. Now that we're talking about Muppets, whatever happened to Jason Siegel? I don't know. Ask your fiance; she's in love with him. Jason Siegel? Yeah, isn't she? Isn't that wasn't that like her favorite? Or my I think it was Muppets, but... No, I meant, like, as an actor. Oh. I don't know, man. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You want me to look him up real quick, see what he's doing? Let's yeah, find out. Yeah, sure. Oh, my God. Uh, I hope we find out that he's, like... Well, I don't want, I don't want him to be... He has done very little. <laughs> this is not the Jason Siegel that I'm looking for. I got some some camera guy. Well, that's him now. He's just the camera guy now. <laughs> Tall bastard. He might as well be a camera crane. <laughs> he has done nothing I've heard of since How I Met Your Mother has been done. Oh, you know what? I was spelling his name wrong. That's why. I forgot he's an S-E-G-E-L. He doesn't have the I in there. I put an I in there, and it auto-corrected it for me. So. Yeah, he's got some... Post-production stuff. It looks like he's made a movie every year, and I've heard of none of them. So he's still well, doing bad. stuff, but not stuff that apparently you would you would care about. So there you go. All right. I just really liked his Muppets movie. Like, I feel like he should direct more. I've just I really like the the Christmas Carol story in general, but I think the Muppets have one of the best tellings of it. Okay, Mr. Dickens. <laughs> the Marleys were dead to begin with. What? It's how the book starts, Rizzo. Has actually has Charles Dickens in it. Uh, this part's too scary for us, folks, so we'll join you at the end. Hey, we're back. <laughs> yep. Uh, Die Hard comes in at number two. Yeah, wow. The ultimate discussion. Is it a, is it not a Christmas movie? And Dan has the right theory that is 100% a Christmas movie. Because, Dan, please, if you would. It's taking place during Christmas. is essential to the plot because none of the things would happen if it wasn't Christmas. Because this huge building is empty except for these people because they're having a Christmas party. And it's the company that the bad guys need to infiltrate. Right. And exactly. then there would be no good guy there to take him down if he wasn't in town for Christmas. Because they're divorced. He's there to be with the family. Or they're separated he or whatever. Is, he's a New York cop. This is in Los Angeles. So suck it. So Christmas is essential to the plot. And you know what? If this is not a Christmas movie and you want me to stipulate to that, then the movie in the number one spot is even less of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. And that would be It's a Wonderful Life. 
which is a great movie. But if you're going to pull that Die Hard card on me, I'm going to throw this one at you. You have to accept It's a Wonderful Life is not a Christmas movie if you're insistent that Die Hard is not. Because Die Hard it's, has more to do with Christmas. Not even, it's <laughs> not essential at all. It takes place at, at the, the last act takes place on Christmas Day. Or a day or two before Christmas. Yes. But fan-friggin-tastic movie. Of course, you can skip the first 45 minutes and still get the point of the movie. Yes, that's true. But it's so good. And I think one of the other important things to note when it comes to this movie, like if you're going to discuss its popularity and everything, I love the fact that it's been parodied to death, but no one has ever remade it. Is it one of the ones that's actually protected? It might be. And I, I love that nobody's actually attempted a full-on remake of it because I don't want this movie to be remade. I like this movie just the way it is. It's very slow to get going, don't get me wrong, because you have to do all that world building to make it appreciate how he's living this life, you know, how he can see his life if he was never born. But damn, it's so friggin' good when you get... Essentially, Paramount owns the rights, and they're not planning on doing anything with it. Good. Which, it means someone might blow them away, and they'll give them the rights, but... Sure, but thankfully, we're not at that point yet. This is one of those movies that must be protected. So damn good, though. Because once it really picks up, it picks up, and then you're you're hooked at that point. All you gotta get is to... You can start watching, like... The run on the the run when they get the run on the banks, yeah. <laughs> you can start there. Also, isn't this where they got the inspiration for the names Bert and Ernie because of those two yes. characters? Because the cops are Bert and Ernie. Cops yeah. are Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Did you know that, Eric? No, I didn't. Yeah, that's, that's where... cool though. Did you know that Bedford Falls is actually Seneca Falls, New York? I did not know that, but I, I'm not surprised you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all surprised you knew that. <laughs> and it's near where I grew up. So. Yeah, dude, when it comes to Christmas movies, like, like, like we just went through a whole bunch of them here, and we, we pr- pretty much used up most of our run time for the show doing that, and that's great. And if you ever want to visit any of the places you've seen in any of these movies, I know somebody who can help you with that. If you ever want to go check out the Christmas Story House or go visit Chicago and see all those famous locations like the McAllister House or where the where the Griswold's house is, although those houses aren't actually there. Actually, the Griswold neighborhood is a lot in L.A. I don't know where the McAllister House is. Sorry about that one. Uh, That's public, publicly known. It's it's a lot of things get shot there. As a matter of fact. The end of Friends, Monica and Chandler move into the house across the street from that house. <laughs> nice. So, yes, uh, you can go to any of these places, including the North Pole itself, which is in Canada. That's right, everyone. Santa Claus is Canadian. Don't recommend it, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> you don't recommend Canada? No, I don't recommend Flame Canada. Flame <laughs> Canada. Uh, let me not do that. Oh, we can do that. I'm sure we have Canadian listeners. <laughs> now, now, the Canadian government has apologized for Brian Adams on several occasions. <laughs> but, 
Uh, call our friend Adrian Cotton and Motivational Vacations. Link in the description of this episode. He'll book your trip. You don't pay him a thing. And he'll get you all kinds of discounts. And unlike those other places, he works on commission. So it's just... He got nothing to lose. And by the way, if you mention CKCC Radio, a three-day, two-night getaway could be yours for free. And Adrian is a very ambitious person, and he has this great idea because he's spoken to Norwegian Cruise Lines about doing CKCC at sea, where we could have a themed part of the cruise and basically do whatever we wanted on it. And they're totally cool with that. Um, the only problem for me is A, finances, and B, time off, which I would need. Yes, yeah, for me, it would take, I get comped because I'm talent. <laughs> well, yes, if, that's one thing, but I also can't afford the time off because I don't have the time off at the moment to do that. <laughs> and I'd have to get to Florida. One day when we retire... <laughs> Which I guess one of you coming by can pick me up if we have to get to Florida. Uh, I can. Here we go, Dan. Please get in the car. I mean, <laughs> I, I would love to make this happen. I really would, and I'd love to be part of it. I don't think it's going to be feasible this year, but if he's going to make this happen for us, I think. I don't know. What do you guys think? Would you guys out there be up for going on a podcast themed cruise? I mean, there's so much thing we could do. We could do a live nerd table. Mm-hmm. We could do the live riff track style stuff. Everybody be even do easy. Their, their, their show live. Um, yeah. Do a whole panel and stuff there. And I mean, I, I know all kinds of cruises. Like, they, you just, you get a section of the ship and you get to do what you want in your section of the ship. Yeah, exactly. So we could have a dedicated video game area and a dedicated board game area and a dedicated whatever, you know? We now, could we could I do Among Us with like a vacation and stuff, but uh, I, I won't be getting on any boats. We don't have a good track record with ships. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. You don't. I'm. I don't have a good track record with any kind of mechanical device, and you want to get on something that can sink. Exactly, the Titanic. They actually have adequate... Eric, buddy. Are you you trying to... Hold on, hold on. Dan, are you trying to say that boats now are unsinkable? No, I'm trying to say, like, they'll have more than ten lifeboats for the entire ship. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Eric, buddy. We only live once, and you know what? I'll be honest. If I'm gonna go, fuck it. That's a hell of a way to go. (laughs) Because Eric sank the ship. He's one of the people that went I will, to see you and everything. I will learn how to play the violin just to play it as the sink the ship is sinking. If we ever do go on a cruise, I think like halfway through, I'm just going to bust into your room and be like, Chris, 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 we, we gotta go. Don't ask anyone any questions. Just get your shit. We gotta go. We gotta leave right fucking now. I'll kill you. I'll fucking <laughs> kill you. He'll know something is up when you don't stop and get me. <laughs> No, you don't have time to bring your wife. Just come. <laughs> no, you know what's going to happen? This asshole's going to knock on my cabin door at the earliest possible hour. Be like, hey, I'm up. You want to go get breakfast? Eric, get the fuck back to bed. All right. Well, I'm sinking the ship. 
Like, dude, I was doing a show up until 2 a.m. I mean, that'd be me if you came messing with me at 9 a.m. I'm like, dude, I was doing a show until 2. That's the other thing. I don't think I would sleep. Because I, yeah, I think that's all I'd want to do is just do stuff the whole time. I'd probably fall asleep at the paddle desk. I would want a waterbed. I know it's weird because we'd be on a ship, but I think it'd be like the most. Uh, what, what do you call that show? Pimp my ride thing. <sighs> Yo, I heard you like water, so I put water inside of the ship that's on water. <laughs> so you can. <laughs> so you can so bob you can while, you while you swim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can float while you float. Well, we all float down here. Well, I'll float on. All right. Oh my god, I I love this idea though, and I'm I'm all for it. Uh, as long as if talent gets comped, that makes it a lot easier. That will make things a lot easier. So, and it the also, issue the issue would be is like out of our group, half of the members are talent. <laughs> yes. Well. I mean, I guess I guess some of the semantics would be, is there a discount for going as part of this event because you've got your own section? What's the cheapest that we can we can do this for our friends and everything? And then do we have enough people who would be willing to do something like this and, and make it worth our time? Like, So I guess what I'm getting at here is... Probably not happening this year, but if this is something viable, we might be able to push it for next year, the, the following year, 23 or even 24. And by that point, we should have more than enough people who would either be interested and would be willing to pretty much save up the the funds to get there. So We should get to do all the other stuff that happens. I don't we got to aim high, bro. We got to think of ourselves like the Beatles of the podcast world. <laughs> All right, I'll turn up the ego trip for that. That's fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> and maybe we can get some help from our partners, too. We can have uh, Blake and Sal stop by. Maybe we could make that part of the, the podcasting experience. They've got quite a good listenership on their end. The United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian, they've got quite a big listenership as well. If the two of them were on board, and I know those guys are cruise guys, because I think they've both done the Disney cruises before. Uh, our friend Tom Dickinson, he can be part. He can do a live watch me cook on the on the on the boat. Maybe do something with seafood or fish or something. Make it all nautical themed, or he just bakes a cake or something. I don't know. He do whatever he wants. Get a bunch of people and make some do some D and D games. Dude, a whole D and D session would be amazing, and I know we'd have people who'd be up for that. So, yeah, I think I think it's a I think it's a great idea. Um. And I think that one of the things we should focus on for next year is we should try to really amp up the show and get ourselves noticed more so that we have more people listening and we have people who'd be willing to commit to this. I mean, we don't get a lot of feedback on our episodes like I'd really want us to get, but we have hundreds of people listening because I can see those stats. So where are all you guys? Let us know what you're thinking of the show. You're clearly listening. Where are you all at? I'm wondering if we should do like uh, easier chunks to eat type of thing. We break our, our stuff into like 
We still record for two hours, but we break it into like part one of two or something. Maybe release like release like record a two hour recording, but then release four half hour episodes during the week. Yeah, or just do the highlights like uh, like YouTube highlights, or like this is when they talked about this thing for fifteen minutes, and that'll be a video. And that's a big thing with podcasts. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I think a that's a lot not... of shows. A lot of shows I listen to that way, actually. These are goals, my friends. And you're hearing it live right here. This is how we think, guys. We're, we're like very unscripted. Here's here's the issue. I have nothing in my life or nothing but free time, and I don't want to do that editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is funny because you'd be the one that I would be dropping that on. Because I, I have I have no time to edit, so. Like, well, Dan, this falls on you. I mean, you were super helpful in helping me get the website off the ground because you you did a lot of a lot of basic basically data data collecting for me, and that helped a, that helped a lot. So, I did the busy work because I had the time to be busy. You had the time to be busy, and I appreciated that because I did not. So, is that what you appreciate about me? Ah, uh, I can't wait. It's my post-Christmas present. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot to, to discuss here, but since Adrian made it public in the group, and I'm sure people are going to see that and have interest, and so, yeah, we could probably have some fun with that. But uh, I think as we wrap up this Christmas edition of the show, which I'm going to... Hopefully you guys are hearing this on Christmas Day or around that. We recorded this on Christmas Eve... Which I actually prefer to Christmas Day because Christmas Eve has all the hype. Christmas Day is just like, okay, it's here and it's happening. And that's like things happen. But Christmas Eve was always a a more fun day for me because it's the hype day. This is the hype, guys. We're getting hype for Christmas. Of course, Dan, when does Christmas hype actually start? Uh, Boxing Day. Correct. Christmas hype. For next year, starts on Boxing Day. See, this is why you would have made a great addition to the Nightmare Before Christmas family to run Christmas Town. Because the mayor starts planning the next Halloween on the next day. But the mayor is like already like acting like he's five months behind. I know. When there's 365 days left. 364! (laughs) Oh, yeah. Good Christmas. Good Christmas stuff here. So the next time we come to you guys will be our end of the year edition of the show. And we are going to do some year end awards. We're going to look to crown some of the best of this, well, questionable year. What was the best movie of 2021? Was there a a great new television series you guys liked? Was there a fantastic new song that came out that you guys were... We're all for, or even an album. Uh, is there a great new video game that came out in 2021 that we're like, you guys are like, hell yeah, that's good stuff. Maybe we'll even do some worse awards too and give out some worse stuff. But we're going to do a year end award show as part of our lineup for next week. And again, 2022 is right around the corner. We've got our plans to start doing some real time reviews, and I've 
started the legwork on editing the first episode of Chris Ranks the Universe, which will be a YouTube series now. It's going to be a rehash of uh, an episode I already did, which was ranking The Simpsons' first season. But I think it's going to be the easiest one to get content out there because it's an easy episode to do. I don't have to gather that much footage to edit it. I only need the first season of the show. And I have that because I've got the DVDs. So there you go. That's the, everything that's, that's a coming. 2022 is going to bring some stuff into the fold. And one thing I really want to get back on track, first and foremost, I want to get back to watching the Pokemon episodes, because I really enjoy doing Pokecast. So let's uh, let's work on that one, guys. We, we had watched two episodes that are now so far behind, we're going to have to probably watch them again. It was like Kanangus Kid and the... Um... And the, the Ponyta one, yeah? Yeah. I remember what they are, I just know it's been a while since we did it. It's both of those episodes are... Hey, everybody, we're in the wildlife area. We can catch any Pokemon we want. No, you can't. If you catch any Pokemon here, you'll get killed. <laughs> it's so true. I miss I miss ripping on Ash Ketchum and how shitty he is. Being a stupid ass. Well, to close out the show, I'm going to tell you that right now, Santa is headed for Clyde River in Canada. Damn. He's uh not... I think he's not hitting America until late because he went... All the way to none of it. <laughs> and I don't think he any of the rest of Canada. So he went like way across Canada. Uh, and be bopping around. I mean, yeah, his well, ways are not being known by us, I guess. Whatever. Dude, it's Santa. He can do whatever the hell he wants. I also always love the whole thing where, where kids are like, I just don't understand how Santa can do everything in one night because, like, well, technically he's got 24 hours. Technically he has more than that because there's 24 time zones. Yeah. So he's got And some, he's of, got and time. some of them are in the middle of the ocean and there's probably no kids in some of those sections. So, I mean, can you imagine? There's like three hours. It's like, oh, this section of the Pacific has nothing. Or I, no kids that know about Santa. So, <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's say there's seven billion people, right? Sound like that? I was headed to Greenland, and at least thirty—let's say thirty percent of us—believe in Christmas or whatever. So that's seventy percent you don't have to worry about, and out of the the thirty percent. Half of them are probably bad. So that's down to 15%. So you really only have to worry about like 15% of the population. Still a lot, but now you spread it out, give it enough time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's doable. Yeah, first, yes, first of all, it's only children. And then it's only good children. And then you have to know who Santa is to begin with. True. So that knocks off like those weird, those like deep jungle and stuff parts of Africa and South America and all those. Are you trying to say that deepest, darkest Africa does not believe in Santa Claus? They wouldn't even know the idea. You but, know, there's pla- there's like places in like South America that like still haven't seen white people. Like there's untouched tribes out there still today. Good. Good for them. That's probably the best thing they could possibly hope for. <laughs> and they don't even realize it. 
know what? More power to him. <laughs> More freaking power to him. Oh, man. Ugh. Freaking. Dude, what a great way to end a Christmas show. <laughs> F the white people. Uh, so yeah, year end award will go. We'll reflect on on twenty twenty one and uh, Dan's first full. Uh, well, actually, it was all of our first full year on the nerd table because Eric and I launched last year, last uh, summer twenty twenty, right? Because I remember your birthday came up pretty pretty early on. Yeah, and you're a September baby. We all celebrated a birthday on the nerd table this year. We all got another year older. But not smarter. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've been I've been kind of regressing in that field, but... I mean, you learn a bunch of new shit, so what did you forget to, to fit that in there? If I knew, then I wouldn't have forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Chris forgot to breathe so he could learn freaking... Government shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. Santa's closing in on Greenland. He's also closing in on five billion gifts delivered. That's ridiculous. Good well, I God. think that's it, guys. I got nothing else to say for this episode, but we have we had a good time. Um, twenty twenty one was not a banner year by by far, but. We had fun. So we'll we'll wrap it up next and then we'll head into twenty twenty two with our spirits high. New content across the board, uh new stuff for the patrons, exclusive more exclusive stuff for the patrons. I think uh gonna start giving patrons early access to Nerd Table moving forward. Not to mention a new variant, probably. Ah yes. What would be next? Zeta? Sure. Why not? But it's yes. It's going to be a Ebola 2.0. <laughs> but we wish you all the merry tiny Christmas. version of COVID. Oh my god. It's Bro, super, I caught the shiny version. Of it's super effective. <laughs> By the way, I got my booster and I don't I my 5G did not get improved. So, I'm a little upset with Bill Gates right now. Like, like, really upset with Bill Gates. No like, one wants a booster. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Bullshit. Well, we have we're having fun, guys. We always do. I got I got presents. I got a wrap because Christmas is around the corner in our house. Can't believe you haven't wrapped yet, Jesus. I think I'm gonna sit here a little bit longer because Kitty just decided. Hey, you look like a comfy pillow. Aww, oh, you got cat, cat cups on. Oh yeah. man, cat just jumped on me. But yes, we're uh, we're gonna wrap this up, guys. Merry Christmas to all. To all a good night. Do not get visited by three spirits tonight. If you do, make sure you redeem yourself. See what the world was like had you never been born. Watch out for an evil green man. Uh, literally stealing Christmas. Watch out for two thugs sneaking into your house if you happen to be home alone and all the other fun cliches. Please do not shoot your eye out and I hope you get a big, fat, juicy Christmas bonus and not elected into a Jelly of the Month Club. Merry Christmas to all. Good night, everybody. 
This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at ckccradio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.